Welcome into A to Z Sports powered by BetMGM. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Luke Warsham in for Zach Bingham again today. Make sure you follow us all over social media on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitch. We are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time. Got to thank our sponsors because they truly make everything happen for our show, and they help out you guys. Renters Warehouse Nashville, the professional landlords in the area at RentersWarehouse.com. Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness, one 15-minute workout equals five or more hours in the weight room. That's mandu.com. Your first workout is free. Wilson County Hyundai, if you need a new ride, head out to Lebanon, wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Calvin and Subtle for your brand-new hardwood floors and finishings. They are at calvinandsubtle.com. And then the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. So, yeah, I thought it was a fun night overall for the Titans to be practicing uh, in Nissan Stadium in front of about 7,000, just short of 7,000 fans yeah. uh, there last night, Luke. Before we dive into Des Fitzpatrick and the issues that he is continuing to have, what was your overall takeaway from how that practice went last night? Um, I thought Sam Ficken looked okay. You know, he's the only kicker out there right now. Tucker McCann continues to work his way back from whatever injury he dealt with, um, after getting hit low on Friday during that game. So, you know, he missed one, but he kicked a lot of time. So I guess it was okay. Still not great. You'd want him to make all of them in that low stress of an environment. Um, but what continued to stand out was these receivers. I mean, and we're going to talk more about them in a minute, but they just continue to show up. They continue to flash. And someone else on the defensive side of the ball who showed up was Rashad Weaver. He continues to look great for the Titans after dominating for them on Friday night against the Falcons. Uh, you, You just see him, even when he doesn't make the play, he stands out because he, he just gets in the way and, and makes it tough for the offensive line. He, I know we did have a, uh, a pass breakup batted a Ryan Tannehill pass down at the line of scrimmage. Uh, he continues to impress for the Titans and work his way toward being the number three edge rusher over John Simon. Yeah, and John Simon made a nice play getting his hand on the football, too. I still like John Simon on this football team and the role he can have as that oh, fourth, yeah, definitely that, that veteran edge rusher that can do a lot of different things, as we kind of talked about yesterday some. Uh, but the defense as a whole played well. Kevin Byard got an interception on Ryan Tannehill, I believe. Big Jeff got a finger on that football that made it kind of go astray, but Byard jumped the route and was there to make that, to make that, uh, that pick there. So the defense continues uh, to look really good. The receivers continue to look really good. A.J. Brown went through drills. He didn't do much. Josh Reynolds had a nice night. We'll talk more about Josh Reynolds here in a second. Um, and Paul asked real quick, did Caleb Farley get any work? Yeah, he did. They, they weren't wearing pads. They were just wearing helmets and jerseys. So no pads. But Caleb Farley did get a lot of reps in team drills overall. So they're continuing to let Caleb Farley do more and more. I want to ask Rooney what exactly I said to make him think I'm a downer. Because I praised the kicker, I praised the pass rusher, and I praised the receivers. Apparently, that makes me a downer now. Yeah, uh, you know, Rooney, uh, I'm not too sure. And maybe it's the tone that even with your compliments, there's there's a little <laughs> bit of negativity with your compliments. I, You know, I don't know what Rooney's, 
what Rooney's thinking of because you praised the kicker and then you said, but you'd like to see him hit them all in a, in a no pressure, low pressure situation. Well, I, you're just you're all of you? every compliment with a negative tone. <laughs> Stop being so negative, Luke. All right. So let's talk. Speaking of negative, Des Fitzpatrick continuing to struggle. And I, I, I want like whenever we go to practices and it's me, you, and Buck that are representing A to Z sports there, we always have a little powwow pre practice to say, I go, Buck, what position do you want? Luke, what position do you want? And then we just disperse and we go watch these different positions. So last night, I got a chance to spend all of my time during the individual period where we can take videos watching the wide receivers. And I, I, every third, fourth practice or so, I'd get a chance to watch these wide receivers. And I noticed that Des Fitzpatrick last night, he seems to be tightening up and pressing. Yes, tighten up. No, not that tighten up. He is tightening up. <laughs> he is getting tense. He is pressing. He is all the bad types of tightening up, right? Des Fitzpatrick, I don't know if he's nervous, if he's reading and hearing what's being said and written about him, and Steph asking, is Des in his own head? I absolutely think Des Fitzpatrick is in his own head a little bit. Now, they're just going through regular like ladder drills and you know other agility drills and breaking out of it and catching a football, and he's he made those catches, but it seems like the tense. He's just so tense with what he's doing because he's afraid of making a mistake in practice. And what happened? They were running simple speed out routes and Des Fitzpatrick on the sideline dropped the ball because he was, it did not catch it. He was the only guy in that drill of the 11 wide receivers they have in this roster. Des Fitzpatrick was the only guy who did not catch that football. Why? It's because he was so worried about the sideline and getting his feet in that he did not finish the catch of the football. And you're starting to see Des Fitzpatrick feel this pressure. And now he's pressing Des and pressing Des is not going to help Des Fitzpatrick earn a role on this roster. And it's just another concern that we've got about the Titans fourth round wide receiver. Back when Isaiah Wilson was having his fiasco and, and the team suspended him the first time, I remember Mike Vrabel made a comment where he said, you know, you can't always give out hugs to try to get people where they need to be. Sometimes it takes being tough with them. And, and this is what it's going to take with Isaiah Wilson. With Des Fitzpatrick, don't you think it's time for some hugs? Like, I, I mean, I, honestly, I think I think Mike Vrabel, John Robinson, someone needs to sit down with this guy, and it may have already happened. Well, and know, so and I'm not I'm not allowed to say, hey, I heard Coach X say this to Player X. Yeah. But last night there were uh, a fairly important coach was there <laughs> watching the wide receiver drills and was giving some words of encouragement to Des Fitzpatrick in said wide receiver drills. Well, so, there, there was a very important coach who at the podium on Saturday afternoon said he needs to do a lot more. And, Chris, and Chris Harris said, what does he need to do? Oh. A lot. I mean, that was brutal. And yeah. then he came back the next day, I think, and said something like, well, I wasn't trying to call him out. It's like, but you you, you, you did. did. That's exactly what happened. Yes. And it seemed, And then what, from the reports from Sunday's practice, is Buck said that he dropped three passes in a row. Yeah, during individual. Yes. And then again last night, dropping a pass – 
uh, an individual. I will say this about Des Fitzpatrick because I tweeted out, I felt bad. I see you talk about hugs. I felt bad tweeting out the video of him dropping a pass. Oh yeah. You, you talked about that last night because, because I did see in his other drills, him looked like he was trying to give more urgency and more pace to what he was doing. He still looked tight, still looked like he was pressing, but there was something else that I could tell that was a little more different that was firing him up a little bit more. Now, he still dropped the pass at towards the end of individual drill. And then here's the thing with Destin Patrick. After individual drills, he disappears for the rest of practice. Like, you don't notice him uh, when it comes to team drills. You don't really yeah. notice him on seven-on-seven. Seven. All these other guys are making plays, but Des Fitzpatrick disappears, flat-out disappears the the after individual drills. The last time I noticed Des during an, a, a team period was they were doing, like, two-minute, and Woodside threw him one, and Caleb Farley broke it up, but Farley got called for holding. And that's the last I remember seeing Fitzpatrick was when he drew a holding call from Caleb Farley. And I don't, I can't think of many other ones besides that where he showed up in team drills. Yeah. Yeah. And Josh asked, is he a body catcher like Taewon Taylor? No, Des Fitzpatrick doesn't seem to me like a body catcher. Uh, you know, and also Taewon Taylor didn't know where to be. He didn't know what route to run. Taylor, there was a lot of problems. Des Fitzpatrick looks better to me than Taewon Taylor. Taewon Taylor was just fast. Taylor, Taylor was very fast, but he didn't know how to run routes and he didn't know where he was supposed to be. And he also was not a natural pass catcher with his hands. You know how we had that conversation a few weeks ago about receivers that add something versus receivers who just kind of exist. Yeah. Right now, Des just exists. There's no discernible trait that he is offering the Titans at this point besides he's has whatever size he does. Yeah, he's he's got good size. I think he's got good fluidity. Uh, he's not exactly the fastest guy in the world. He's not the quickest guy in the world. He's not the strongest guy in the world. He's very average across the board, minus his size when it comes to his physical traits. All right, so let's so let's go ahead um, and and ask this question. And it might found might sound harsh, but it's just something at this point that I think it's time to ask. Should the Titans cut Dez Fitzpatrick? It's just as simple as that. Should the Titans cut Dez Fitzpatrick? We want to know what your opinion is on this. But first, I'm going to tell you guys about Renters Warehouse and RentersWarehouse.com. They're the professional landlords in the area. Head to RentersWarehouse.com to find out how much your home can rent for. There are so many different ways you can use Renters Warehouse to your benefit, whether it's creating extra cash flows for you and your family also, uh, if you're looking to rent out a place for your home, whatever living situation you're looking for, home, duplex, apartment, condo, townhome, whatever it might be, RentersWarehouse.com has that inventory for you. Across the mid-state, that's at RentersWarehouse.com. And our friends at BetMGM have a great deal going on for you right now. If you use that promo code you see on your screen there, A to Z Sports, when you sign up for the BetMGM app, they will give you a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. That's a great way to get your feet wet in the sports betting world. If you've been looking, uh, you, you've been hearing all about it, you've been watching the pick show, but, but you've never actually stepped into that world, this is a great opportunity to do that. Or if you're a veteran looking for something new, looking for a great deal to take advantage of, then this fits you as well. Again, that promo code on your screen, A to Z Sports, risk-free bet of up to $1,000 on BetMGM, the king of sports books. Yeah, and you mentioned the A to Z Sports Pick Show. That's coming up with Brian Edwards and Alan Bell 
later today, 2 o'clock. So get ready for that pick show. They're working on football season outlook uh, as a whole. So get ready for that. Uh, I'm trying to scroll up back up to the comments because the question we're going to ask is, should the Titans cut Des Fitzpatrick, the fourth-round rookie at wide receiver? G-Man says no. Vibe Runners says yes. Dime says no. Uh, Nicholas talking about Taewon Taylor. And he's right. The only reason Taewon Taylor made the team, one, he was a third-round draft pick, so he was higher than Dez. And there weren't 10 other better options uh, at the wide receiver position. You know, it's crazy because Taewon Taylor was legitimately the fourth-best wide receiver on the Titans roster where we're talking about Dez Fitzpatrick legitimately being the 11th receiver on the Titans roster at this point. Uh, Titan Up Ohio says, no, keep working on him. Uh, Baffer says, yes, wasting reps on him. Uh, Juan says a whole segment on a guy not making the roster. I mean, this is a fourth round draft pick who is in serious jeopardy of not making the team because his play has not been good enough. And he's honestly dead last in this wide receiver room. Luke, don't you think? Yeah. And and vibe runners says he feels like Robinson won't take the L on a fourth round or we, we talked a little bit about this yesterday, how, you know, with that attitude, it's not so much about John Robinson not wanting to look bad. I don't think he cares. He has been been plenty good at admitting mistakes. He cut a first-round pick who never played a snap of NFL football outside of special teams and kneel downs. The problem here is that when you take someone in the fourth round, you see pretty substantial potential in that player, and it is tough to simply, after a month of training camp, say, well... We must have gotten that one wrong. Like, you still got to look at Des Fitzpatrick and say, you know, there's something here. There's something we haven't tapped into yet. It's too early to declare him a bust. You know, give him him some time. And so this isn't necessarily about ego. I, I, I think it's more about the potential you have or he has that led to him being a fourth round draft pick. Yeah, no, I, I completely, I'm completely with you. So I'm going to read some more comments. Miles says he's going to make the, make the team. Louis just says sharpen the scissors. Oh my <laughs> gosh, a great! It's a great way to say cut a guy. Sharpen the scissors. Uh, uh, Bemo says has Des been putting in the extra work, talking to AJ or Julio, trying to improve? Is he staying after practice, posting up on the jug machine? So is he doing all this extra stuff? And I actually read a headline as I was looking to find the Des Fitzpatrick picture that I have on the graphic this morning. And there was a, a comment from Des back in the spring after he was drafted is I'm going to work my tail off to prove the Titans made the right pick. And I don't think it's a lack of work ethic. It's not the lack yeah. of try. If anything, it's a try too hard. And I was listening to Teron Davenport on a segment uh, with news Two last night that he posted. And Teron was saying, you know, to not to make an excuse or to sound like he's making an excuse for Des, but they're putting a lot on Des Fitzpatrick's plate mentally. From He's learning all three wide receiver positions where guys like Mason Kinsey are not. Mason Kinsey is a slot guy. Charles Rogers, or, I'm sorry, Chester Rogers seems to be a slot guy in the Titans offense. Now you've got the, the proven guys, AJ and Julio and Josh Reynolds, who can do all three already. But for a rookie guy coming in from the college game, and Louisville's not known for running the most complexes of offenses in the college game. He's got a lot on his plate mentally, and I think he's having an issue thinking too much that's slowing him down and causing him to press. So not, yeah. I'm not making an excuse for Dez either. I'm just trying to analyze the situation on why he's struggling so much. 
that might have something to do with it. But at the same time, dropping balls during individual period doesn't have anything to do with the scheme. No, no. I just think it's it's a domino effect. It's the snowball rolling down the hill. Where So, so you think, or, or Tehran or whoever thinks, the volume that he is being asked to do is causing a snowball effect to where he is overwhelmed and perhaps pressing or overcompensating in some way. Yeah, I I think because I, I subscribe to what Teron was saying is that, yes, they're putting everything on his plate from his schematic and playbook and mental capacity where that is causing him to play slower because he's thinking. And then now that he's already been making mistakes, they're starting to stack up, right? Yeah. You, always, you always talk about you got to stack good days. <laughs> right now, Dez is stacking the wrong days. It's yeah. The, you know, and so it's a, he's been struggling with this. And I, and, and Josh says nerves and, and mental. Yeah. I, I definitely think that's what this is. I think there's a lot of nerves coming into it. He is seeing and hearing what we and you guys and Vrabel is saying about him and writing about him. And I think it's having an impact. I think he needs something to spark getting out of this funk. Yes. He you know? just the slump buster, right? He needs to go out there and just, and, and I was kind of thinking about this over overnight. Cause I thought we were going to talk about Des Fitzpatrick. Is there a situation where the Titans just need to say, throw him out there and let him go play. Cause the guy was a productive receiver all four Mildly years. Productive. He was a productive receiver in college. His freshman year was his best year, and that was when he had Lamar Jackson. And then after that, Louisville's quarterbacks, we nobody knows who Louisville's quarterbacks were because they were not good. And so, But he was very consistent and productive. And so should they just throw him out there and let him go play? Like, would that help him? Would making some type of nice play be a confidence booster for him to go out there and shed this off, knock it off, and go out there and play like he knows he's capable of? I think so. You you would think like I remember last night we were standing on the sideline watching them. I forget if it was Tannehill or Woodside. Probably wasn't Tannehill because I don't think he's playing with the first team. Uh, threw him a, a dart, and it was a tough catch. And I forget who's in coverage, but whoever was in coverage made a very physical play, and the pass was incomplete. I thought for just a split second that Des was going to catch it. And I, and I like felt so bad. I was like, oh man, that was his chance. I, I think we, Emily Proud was standing next to us. I was like, man, I wish he'd have been able to catch that because because he, he needs that spark. He needs that big moment. I don't know. Throw him out there with Tannehill. Let Tannehill do something. You know, let him run up the seam. No thinking. Just run straight and catch the football. Like, yeah. I, Try to set him up for success because I, I do think the team is invested in Des Fitzpatrick. They yes. traded up in the fourth round to get him at 109. And, and it is a right? dangerous business to sit there on August 17th and just give up on a fourth round draft pick who doesn't have like major character problems. No, there's nothing wrong with Dez Fitzpatrick's personality. There's nothing wrong. I, I don't know if he's dealing with anything, but I'll like, just you, add, you know, if, if, if he's Isaiah Wilson, you know, you know, the equivalent of, you know, showing up. I don't, this Wilson didn't do this, but I'm saying, you know, that type of thing or, you know, showing up to practice high or something like that, Drunk, right? Hung over. Yeah, yeah. Move on, right? That's not what Dez Fitzpatrick but, is. And, and but then, fo- you become too centered on the present, I think, when on August 7th, if on August 17th, you're willing to say, well, 
eh, <laughs> we screwed that one up. Time to move on. Like, I, I get biting the bullet and admitting your mistakes and not holding on too long. This is, like, too soon, I think. Yeah, and so, uh, faux thumbs down on YouTube says, I hope he ain't soft like Justin Hunter. I don't think this is a Justin Hunter situation either because Justin Hunter didn't have any work ethic. Like, I think Des Fitzpatrick has the work ethic. I just think he's he's thinking himself into a pretzel, and then he just can't get out of it. <laughs> a pretzel. And, yeah, his mind is a pretzel right now, and he can't think straight or get comfortable with what he needs to do. The twisties, all types of stuff. All <laughs> types of stuff. So, and Corey says, wish we could have, wish the Titans could have got 2 2 Outwell out of Louisville. He was a beast. He's only 5'9, which uh, Braden Gall and I were talking about uh, the wrong Louisville wide receiver, as Braden said, that they should have drafted 2 2 Atwell instead of Des Fitzpatrick. And my whole thing with 2 2 Atwell is I'm not against 5'9 wide receivers, but I'm kind of against 5'9 wide receivers whose official weight was 149 pounds. Like that doesn't make sense to me. I don't care how fast you are. If you're five foot nine, 149, that's like a high school size receiver in triple A football in Murfreesboro. But like so I, I do think Tutu Atwell was it would have been a hard and we'll see what happens. But uh but I think Des Fitzbat Des Fitzpatrick um so Luke I'll ask you the question. Yes. Should the Titans cut Des Fitzpatrick? If roster cuts were today, I would tell you no. Come back in two weeks. You just copping out, or is or is no? I'm not copping out. No, I would not. On August 17th, cut Des Fitzpatrick. That's always subject to change. You're saying right now. You're saying no. Right now, you're on the verge of no. Yes. Do not cut Des Fitzpatrick. But, But what I'm also saying is that answer might change in two weeks. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that answer changing. Oh, in two weeks. And, and that's fine. And I, whenever you get new information, your opinion should change, right? Yes. And so if you have two weeks of potential new information. But, but, so that, that's what I'm saying. If, if they had to cut down today, I would not cut Des Fitzpatrick. I think, I think, if think they it's had, too soon. If they had to cut down to 53 today. They should not keep Des Fitzpatrick. Okay. I, I, that's where I am at right now because this team is trying to win a Super Bowl. Like you can actually say that without people laughing at you, right? Yeah. This team is trying to win a Super Bowl. Is Des Fitzpatrick one of the top five receivers? No. Top six? No. Seven? No. Eight? May, uh, may, probably not. Well, we went over this yesterday. I think there's probably nine receivers on this team that are better than him. Exactly. But you get into this issue of, okay, I, I you know, the Titans are Super Bowl contenders. Okay. You can be a Super Bowl contender with six capable wide receivers and then you keep a seventh to kind of see what the potential is there. Uh, and Chris stress says, Luke, who would you cut over him? That is a great question, Chris. Why don't you head on over to a to Z sports, Nashville.com and take a look at my 53 man roster projection that has Des Fitzpatrick on it. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to go ahead and drop that link in the comment section. Fantastic. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if I can grab it real quick, there it is. Oop. But yeah, right. and, and I, the reason I say that too, is like we talked about yesterday, just it's one thing to say, like the question of, should you cut Des Fitzpatrick is not just, is he any good? Is he not any good? Because they're trying to win a Super Bowl. It's like, can you manage to keep him with your roster organization? And I think with, with the way, go click that link that Austin just put in the comments. I think with the way that I organized that, I think it does make sense. Currently, presently, to keep Des Fitzpatrick could change. 
Well, uh, Luke, we do have some breaking news. So we will discuss what happened uh, with Josh Reynolds and Chester Rogers here in a second. But the Jags just made themselves a decision. We'll react to the release of Tim Tebow here in a second. But first, let me tell you guys about our friends at Wilson County Hyundai. WilsonCountyHyundai.com is where you need to go uh, for your new ride. Check them out. WilsonCountyHyundai.com right there in Lebanon. Payne Bone and his crew, they will help you out when it comes to uh, finding the right vehicle for you uh, to, to take on in your life. And if it's not there on the lot, they will work like heck to get you one. WilsonCountyHyundai.com, right off of I-40, exit 236 in Lebanon. Go check them out. Again, Payne Bone and his crew do a fantastic job at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. And today, if you sign up for the BetMGM app and you use that promo code you see on your screen there, A to Z Sports, you will get a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. It's a fantastic deal. You're not going to find a better one. BetMGM, the king of sports books. That's right. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years old or must be president in Tennessee. For gambling problem support, call the Tennessee Redline at 800-889-9789. Luke, the Jags have cut Tim Tebow. Yeah, I <laughs> so see that. We will get back and we will talk about Josh Reynolds. We will also talk about Chester Rogers here momentarily. But I do feel like this is uh, big enough news in the division with a big name uh, that we will discuss this. Uh, you know, some people are saying, here's my shock, here's my shock face uh, from Jeff Rubel. Look, Tim Tebow had to go. Whenever you watch <laughs> Urban uh, Sharpen the Scissors. Yeah, when yeah, sharpen those scissors right now, and you see 85 just close his eyes and just I don't even know what happened on that play. But Tim Tebow was an absolute disaster of a tight end. It was a hoax and everything about this from the very beginning. <laughs> just screamed PR stunt. And I don't even know if... I don't think they got any PR from it, though, is the weird thing. Like, See, the reaction Ethan, was generally negative when they Ethan made that Randy move. Ethan Randy asked, uh, is Austin going to take credit for him getting cut? No, I will not. However, I do think we helped make that video go viral that allowed him to be easier to cut. I do, however, take a lot of credit for the Dolphins cutting Isaiah Wilson. Why? But did you see the video that I took? I the, I'm the one who took the video of screenshot of Isaiah Wilson dancing shirtless on top of oh, a Oh yeah, I remember and, I was I was and, at a Logan's when I saw that video. Yes, it was uh, it was an Instagram story of Isaiah Wilson shirtless on top of a car humping the air. I screen recorded <laughs> it and tweeted it and apparently the Dolphins were having a, an organized workout during that time. Oh my god. <laughs> that he skipped and said he was supposed to be that video I believe it topped out at 2 million views on Twitter. So yes, I do take credit for Isaiah Wilson getting cut. I do not for Tim Tebow. <laughs> who would have I was pegged, very hard on Tim who, Tebow. who would have pegged two lazy panda references on today's show? <laughs> I know. Uh, you know, Steph says no they did get PR. NFL Network talked about the Tebow signing for a while. Okay, yeah, they got PR. Lots of people talked about it. It made the news. Not much of it was positive, though, which is what I said. Like, I have yet to see the 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 analyst, respectable analyst, who looked at that move and said, no, guys, come on, come on, let, let's think about this here. Like, everyone kind of panned this. I don't know what the accomplishment was. I don't think it's that big of a deal. You know, I think a lot of people were like, this is a disaster, and it shows how out of touch urban like 
that's a little bit much. I just don't. I don't think anything was accomplished well, by this. Well, I don't well, think anything Luke, was destroyed. Luke, by this. you're very vocal about Mike Vrabel's boys' club, about how he uh, involves everybody in, from his past and likes to hire those people and sign those people. What yeah. the hell is this? This is Urban Meyer's. This was the boys' club. club. Yeah, and it so, happens. And so, and so you have to be hard on the boys' club that that Mike Vrabel has. You got to be hard on the boys' club that Urban Meyer has. And Tim Tebow was an absolute sham. It was ridiculous. It was stupid. It was a waste of everybody's time. Now, yeah. I was thankful for the storyline a couple months ago because it was the downtime in sports, but it was Here's a waste the, of everybody's time. Here's the difference, though, okay? If Mike Vrabel or, or Urban Meyer or anyone, for that matter, wants to bring in the boy for two weeks of training camp, I don't care. My problem is when a member of the boys' club gets, like, snaps in and, and, and games and, and, like, you know, a, a win is on the line and someone who is underqualified from the boys' club is – responsible for something tim tim tebow didn't they didn't lose anything from having him they lost an opportunity to have a competent player take up that roster who would have gotten cut anyway well he's at least somebody who deserved the opportunity more than tim tebow yeah, Tim but, Tebow, like, who cares? The NFL told Tim Tebow for eight years he wasn't good enough to play. Now, that was at quarterback, I understand. But you just saw, like, Tim Tebow was a beast when it comes to running with the football. There is a difference in running with the football and being physical and blocking and being physical. And clearly, 85 had no idea how to be physical while blocking. And so, Tim Tebow was, it was a waste of time. It was a stupid stunt that Urban Meyer tried to do to give it one of his friends an opportunity to get back in the league and wasted everybody's time. That's how I feel. Yeah, I, I agree. It didn't accomplish anything. I, I just don't think it destroyed. You know, people are like, what about those other players in the locker room? They're going to be so mad when they see, like, I, I don't think that's happened. The Jacksonville Jaguars players who have talked about Tim Tebow have talked about him fairly glowingly from what I have seen. Uh, I, I just don't think this is that big of a deal. And, and it also puts an end to my prediction because I've said for months that if Tim Tebow were to make the Jags 53-man roster, there is a 100% chance that he would wind up catching a touchdown against the Titans. Oh, Didn't yeah, say that, that was... the Jags would win that game because they wouldn't, but if Tim Tebow were on the Jags roster when they faced the Titans, you all know he would have caught a touchdown. Yeah, it's very interesting. So, what does Tim Tim Tebow just go back to SEC Nation and just jump on the set uh, with them oh, on yeah. Saturdays? Yeah, I guess so. You, you know the, the so now Tim Tebow has failed uh, at uh, being a professional athlete three times, <laughs> whether it was a mm. uh, professional quarterback, professional baseball player, I mean, and now you can say he player. failed the first time he won a playoff game and won the division. Oh God. <laughs> Tim Tebow failed as a professional quarterback. Yeah, End of probably. Story. End of story. <laughs> oh, last thing on Des Fitzpatrick, because you made me, you saying that made me think of something. I said this after I learned that Des Fitzpatrick was going to wear jersey number 10 for the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. Name the last player for the Titans organization to wear the number 10 and not fall short of expectations. Every player who has won the jersey number 10 <laughs> over the last 15 years has fallen very short of expectations. Um, 
fallen short of expectations because I know there's a bunch of Vince Young lovers out there, and you cannot say that Vince Young did not fall short of those expectations. Yeah, Vince Young's time with the Titans is very overrated. Like, if you look at his numbers, it's really puzzling why he got so much hype. And look, all you guys saying, like, all you guys saying Vince Young did not. So you guys think Vince Young, who are commenting Vince Young, think Vince Young met expectations of his third overall pick? Because he absolutely did not. His numbers just were not very good. His numbers were, were average. He won games early, but he, 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 as, as, thank you, Aaron. He absolutely <laughs> fell <McBride>. short. Thank <laughs> you. Trey McBride. So you go from Vince Young for five years to then Jake Locker. Locker for four to Trey McBride for three to Adam Humphreys for two to Des Fitzpatrick. You can't tell me something's up with that number 10. Yeah, I'm trying to think like b- before that, like old timey Aldelphia Coliseum Titans. And I... I can't nobody, think of nobody any. worth a damn was wearing number 10. Yeah. And so that's, I thought of that. It's the Des Fitzpatrick number 10. Like something's up with that number. Adam Humphreys was probably the best player to wear it, but he could not stay healthy. Yeah. Jake Locker was a complete disaster. Vince Young started off hot rookie of the year and then flamed out. And so I've got somebody saying a uh, Baffer saying it's not the number Austin. Well, it's 15 consecutive years of underperforming number 10s in the Titans uniform. It's now spanned to Vince Young, Locker, McBride, Humphreys, Dez. It's fifth It's fifth occupant. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's fifth occupant. Number 10 is not working out very well. And I don't know if it's, if a team has ever retired a jersey number because it's been <laughs> cursed, but I think number 10 is – is approaching that level. If Des Fitzpatrick does get cut, number 10s should be isolated and burned. They need to put it in the in the like on that red railing at the top of the stadium on one of those Jones and Lang posters. It needs to have a rest in peace jersey number 10 2006 to 2021 and be done with it. <laughs> Take it out of the rotation. It's over. It is oh over. Oh my gosh. All right, let's let's talk about Josh Reynolds now for a second because I do think uh, it is very worthy of bringing up Josh Reynolds and also Chester Rogers. Uh, Luke, we learned, I think we learned this for the first time that Josh Reynolds is dealing with an Achilles injury. We knew he was yes. dealing with something, but it was a good question. I forget who asked it. I think it was Rex road asked is a lower body and Josh Reynolds offered up an Achilles situation. So what did you take away from Josh Reynolds telling us last night? He's currently dealing with a new Achilles situation and he also had offseason shoulder surgery. I don't really think I took anything away because I think we knew he was dealing with something. Now we just know precisely what it is. What I mainly took away from Reynolds yesterday was his performance in practice where he looked pretty good. And, and we posted the video on A to Z Sports of him talking about how he felt fresh. He felt like he was he was fast yesterday. And it showed he caught a, a deep ball from Ryan Tannehill, a nice route, a over 50-yard pass completion. And I think what what we learned yesterday with Josh Reynolds is that I think a lot of us delved into the realm of crazy talk with Josh Reynolds last week when the Kaharski thing happened. Because it was a very reasonable tweet from Kaharski, right? Doesn't look very explosive. He was dealing with something. Well, then when the A.J. Brown thing happened, it's like the lid just exploded. Exploded, and you had Chris Sanders saying he was going to get cut, and you had people saying, well, he's not really the number three receiver. I think we just kind of lost our minds for whatever reason with Josh Reynolds. Like, he's the number three receiver. He's fine. 
you remember what two or three months ago we were sitting here talking about him being wide receiver two oh yeah before Julio Jones came in same guy same guy so this is your number three receiver he's fine he's gearing toward being fully healthy to start the season and I think we all lost our minds a little bit last week well but I did think it was interesting of Josh Reynolds talking about playing in in his day-to-day experience with his Achilles injury and I thought that was interesting because he was saying like today, he was like, today I felt good. My body felt right. And I went out there and was able to make some plays. And then there were uh, several, I really appreciated the transparency and openness that Josh Reynolds gave yeah, us. Several good night. questions they too. Were good, good follow-up questions by the group of reporters there and a good conversation, which is, I, I this is what injury conversation should be. Yeah. It's what are you dealing with? What does it feel like? How do you determine what you do on which day? And is it new? Is it old? How do you, and, and it was a very clear, honest, open conversation between him and the rental and, and the, the media. And he was saying, you know, you know, you go out there, you go through warmups, you see how it feels. And if it feels tight or bad, then you don't do much. If it feels good, you go out and play. And last night he felt good. He went out and played. And you mentioned the bomb that he caught. Now, my, my concern is how much does this linger? And what happens if on Sundays he goes out there and tries to warm up and it doesn't feel good? And then now what's happening? And if you're getting into this, because he, like apparently like, it's been going on for now, what, two weeks, two and a half? It's been two weeks, right? Yeah, but the season doesn't start for nearly a month. Well, so if you're going to let him heal, then shut him down. Like if my point, my thought is this thing is not going to heal by him testing it every morning in warmups to see if he feels good or not. If you want him to heal where it's not going to be an issue on game days, then shut him down for the rest of, the, of camp and preseason. Let it heal properly so we can go out there and be effective and do what you paid him to do. And so he can take advantage of this contract here because we, we kind of lose sight. Like we know that Harold Landry, Rashawn Evans, and Jayon Brown, they're in contract years. So is Josh Reynolds. His first year of the team, a one-year, $1.75 million contract. He's got to go out. He's betting on himself to go out there and earn big money. Shut him down. If this is truly a day-to-day thing, shut him down for a week, revisit it then, and then move forward so it doesn't continue to linger. I I don't like putting myself in the position of trying to analyze what a trainer should or should not be doing. Like I don't know what's best for Josh Reynolds. Uh, you know, what do you what do you lose if you sit him out of practice? Nothing. You lose right those now, reps. Nothing. Yes, but right now the reps are not that big of a deal. Like you want the guy to be healthy. What is Julio Jones not doing every day? He's Julio Jones practicing. is a Hall of Fame receiver. Josh I know Reynolds that. is not. But he, what they do have in common is that this is they're both their first time uh, playing with Ryan Tannehill, and timing is very important, and continuity is very important, and getting that chemistry. And Julio is not getting that. Josh Reynolds also talked glowingly about Tannehill adapting to his receivers, which was good to hear. But And so thank you, Ethan. Titans logic, Julio felt kind of weird, shut him down. Also Titans logic, Josh has an Achilles injury. He's fine. Throw him out there and let him test it every day. So it just there's no consistency yeah, with these that. These players aren't equivalent. That's so problematic but, because but, Josh Reynolds is not Julio Jones. I'm not saying that he is. We, we also don't jo- know what Julio Jones' injury is. We have no idea, but Julio – but. We know that Julio, something happened a couple Mondays ago. Something happened, and we haven't seen Julio practice in now two weeks plus. And so with Josh Reynolds, he missed like three or four days of practice, and he came back, and then he's been 
going through some things, half speed, feels good on one day, doesn't do much the next. So just shut him down, let it heal for a week, then revisit it because I don't think, like obviously what they've been doing the last two weeks of him testing out in warmups every other day and seeing how it feels is not working. So try something else because I don't want Josh Reynolds to be a game day decision every Sunday morning of testing out his Achilles and then like, well, doesn't feel good today. No play. Or, yep, feels good. Let's go play. That's not productive. I think you have a point on, on the idea of this hasn't been working, so why not try something else? But my counter to that is it's only been two weeks. There's still like 25 days until the regular season starts. You know, who's to say that if you keep this up by the time the regular season starts, he'll be fine. Who's to say that when he's having these days where he doesn't feel good, it has anything to do with whether he practiced. Because he practiced on, uh, on, uh, on Sunday and he was fine yesterday. So like, so, you know, and they're flying today to Tampa. But again, it's how Josh Reynolds described it to us is it was every time in warmups, he tests out how it feels. And then determining on that, then he sees how much else he's going to do in practice. So why not just, you mentioned 25 days or, or, or so before the opener. Why not use the next 14 days to shut him down or 10 days to shut him down to see how he feels and then come back and see if it's had actual time to heal. But I, I don't want to bring this up too, because I think we're talking about this with Josh Reynolds, like it is some sort of odd situation. And Vrabel got asked about that. John Glennon said, is it rare for a player to you know, go out every day and see what he can do and see what he can't do that day? And Vrabel said, I would say that it happens pretty frequently. We focus on what we can do as opposed to what we can't. So many times when guys are working through things, it is, well, I can't do this. I can't do that. There's a million can'ts. Let's go and see what we can do. Yeah, it's, it's very interesting. So, But I'm glad that we had the dialogue with Reynolds yesterday to figure out what the heck's happening and why it looks like he's dealing with something. So we know more about that. We also know, Luke, that Chester Rogers looks legit. Oh, yeah. And continues yeah. to make plays. I think right now, Right now, I think Chester Rogers is wide receiver three at this moment in time. Like if Julio and AJ are out there and Josh Reynolds is dealing with whatever he's dealing with, Marcus Johnson is more of an outside guy. I think right now Chester Rogers is is the third guy. He made plays all over the field from Ryan Tannehill yesterday, catching several passes, several types of routes, different areas of the field, and he continues to look good and what he provided – in the punt return, uh, it was pretty impressive on Friday night too. Well, I think the beauty of the situation is there There doesn't have to be a quote-unquote wide receiver three. I think it can be very situational because yeah. they have an abundance of riches at the position. You know your top two guys who are going to be out there every snap if they can be. And then, you know, you might want a speedy perimeter guy when you throw Julio in the slot. So here comes Marcus Johnson. You may want to Put, you know, A.J. Brown and AJ and, and Julio on the perimeter. And so you bring in Chester Rogers to play the slot. Maybe you're in the red zone. You're looking for someone who can get open and make a contested catch. Here comes Josh Reynolds, right? Right. You you can afford to be uh, matchup based and, yep. and sort of pick your poison is the wrong word. It's almost like a buffet platter that, that Todd Downing has where he can say, I want this right now. And I'm, then I'm going to come back and get this later. 
Oh, he's got endless options when it comes to wide receiver. It, it seems minus Des Fitzpatrick in front yeah. round, maybe. But so I, I do think uh, Chester Rogers makes me feel that much more confident in the Titans wide receivers as a whole because I, I think they they legitimately have five guys that they can rely on right now to go out and make big plays. And I think it's AJ, Julio, Reynolds, Rogers, Marcus Johnson. Like yeah. I feel so good about those guys. There's questions about Nick Westbrook Akine. There's questions about Racy. There's questions about uh, who else? Cam Batson and Mason Kinsey, if they can hold up. But I think those top five guys uh, feel you feel very confident in what their ability is. And definitely, Jeff brings up Chester Rogers, the former Colt. Marcus Johnson, also uh, the former Colt. So uh, you you definitely have a, a ton a ton of depth and flexibility of options at wide receiver, which is a great spot. For the Titans to be in. Yep. All right, Luke, we're going to talk about you flying down to Tampa and you have the biggest benefit the Titans will get out of practicing against the Bucks, and it's not Tom Brady. So we'll get your That's opinion right. on that. But first, let me tell you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute. Speaking of injuries, like we've been talking about with Josh Reynolds, boneandjointtn.org. Whenever that injury happens to you in your life, make sure you know who to turn to and who to trust with the dozens of physicians there at the Bone and Joint Institute. They have specialists of all kinds that will help you out get back to health uh, the right way, and they streamline the process because they work together in every phase of your recovery at one facility, Bone and Joint Institute, right there in Franklin. They do everything right there, the uh, diagnosis, the clinics, the surgery center, the imaging, the testing, the rehab is all right there under one roof. It's a great facility, boneandjointtn.org. And our friends at BetMGM have a great deal going on for you, as we've already talked about a couple of times. If you use that promo code you see on your screen there, A to Z Sports, when you sign up for the BetMGM app, you will receive a risk-free bet of up to $1,000 on BetMGM, the king of sports books. All right, Luke, what, oh, my bad. Uh, what is the biggest benefit the Titans will get from practicing against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the next couple of days? The biggest benefit the Titans are going to get is that they're facing a defense that is literally designed to stop an offense like the Titans. Because of the, the, the power of Julio Jones and A.J. Brown on the outside and Derrick Henry up the middle, I think that the best way to stop the Titans offense is to bring pressure, is to blitz. But not just, you know, send, you know, six, seven guys every play. It's more about being creative and having linebackers who are fast and disciplined who can figure out when 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 they're coming with pressure whether they need to go for the quarterback, whether they need to go for the running back. That way you limit Ryan Tannehill's time. Right, So he doesn't have as much time to let Julio and AJ develop things downfield. And if you're bringing guys, you're hopefully, if you're a defense facing the Titans, going to bring them right into Derrick Henry if he's carrying the football. And so, like I said, I think you need a defense that has great linebacker play and great defensive line play, and that's how you beat the Tennessee Titans. What are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers really, really good at? Defensive line play and linebacker play. Their off-the-ball linebackers are the very best in the NFL, Levante David and Devin White. Then you move forward and go to their defensive line or, or you know, hand-in-the-dirt linebackers, whatever you want to call them, edges, and a Jason Pierre-Paul. 
it's Shaq Barrett, it's Indominus Sue, and it's Vita Vea. <laughs> yeah. It's unbelievably talented, yeah. the Buccaneers defense, <laughs> at the very positions that you need to be talented at, I think, to beat the Titans. I don't think corners matter so much because any corner one-on-one, unless it's like, you know, the Marcus Peters or Jalen Ramsey's of the world, no, nobody's going to be able to match Julio Jones and A.J. Brown one-on-one. So have decent cornerback play, but win with your linebackers against the Titans. And this is a defense that can do that. So I think it's a great test for this Titans offense. Oh, yeah, it's, it's great. Because um, I think a lot of people have been looking at this, these joint practices and thought Titans defense first, right? That's yeah. where you're thinking Tom Brady, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Rob Gronkowski, and the, and the Bucks offense helping the Titans' new look defense get into shape. <clears throat> which that'll that'll be a big benefit, no doubt. Uh, and just practicing against Tom Brady is a great <clears throat> different type of pressure and atmosphere, as we learned a couple of years ago when the Patriots came uh, to St. Thomas Sports Park and practiced some joint practices in training camp in 2019. So I, I, th- I think you're right because the Bucks team speed on defense is unmatched. Like there's like, Maybe the Ravens have similar type team speed on defense, but I really feel like the Bucks defense might be the best defensive front seven in the league when it comes to physicality and speed combination. Yeah, you mentioned you mentioned Pierre Paul, Shaq Barrett, Sue, and Vita Vea. Like Vita Vea is not speedy, but the other three guys are fast and explosive. And then you talk about the two linebackers behind them and those guys' ability to be fast and explosive and cover different types. Like Anthony Ferkshire was talking to the media after practice last night too, and he was talking about this opportunity to go down there and try to get open against some of the best cover linebackers in the league to help him out. So I, I do think you're right that the biggest benefit is the Titans' offense catching up to speed and seeing maybe the best, the best uh, defense they could possibly face. Definitely. And Lucas brings up Joe Tryon, who was their first-round pick out of Washington. He looks really good, too. I'm excited. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I was talking to Zach last night. You know, they have three of my very favorite players in the NFL. Um, Tom Brady, Mike Evans, and Devin White are all on my top ten list of favorite players to watch. So it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, Zach's probably – well, he's not probably. I know Zach is jealous. (laughs) Because he wanted to go to Tampa, but he's in Dallas, you know, getting some work done uh, for the business, which is great. But uh, Zach was absolutely jealous of the fact that his Dallas time and these joint practices overlapped, so we couldn't make it happen for him. Uh, But anyway, let's ask this question because this is uh, basically us asking you for help. Because Luke's going down there to head up our social media coverage and all of our coverage of Titans Bucks joint practices. So we want to ask you guys, what are you most excited to see out of Titans and Bucks joint practices? Because that can help Luke know what you guys are wanting to go make sure he gets the best content possible for what you, the fans, are looking for. So I'm gonna read some of your comments as they roll in. Uh, and so I'll go ahead and see uh Louie wants to see Mike Evans. Uh Joel wants to see the Titans right tackle against their defensive front, which we don't, really, we don't really know who the right tackle is going to be. Cause we don't, we don't know who the left tackle is going to be. Cause we don't know how much Lawan's going to do in these joint practices either. What, what's your gut feel on Lawan 
and his activity in these joint practices? I think he'll be in. You think he's so? been doing team stuff? I don't know why he wouldn't. I don't think he'll play in the preseason game. I right. think he'd yeah. be in the practices. Well, I don't know if you saw Bruce Arians' comment last night where he said, like, Tom Brady's not going to play, and I don't think he's going to be alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Um, Aaron says the secondary, the Titans secondary, no question. Danny says O-line development. Steph says the most excited to see the Titans secondary up against the Tampa Bay wide receivers and Brady. Eric says Tannehill's decisions. Chris says Titans DBs against the big-time wide receivers. Uh Michael Bishop says Vrabel teaching the defense on how to frustrate Brady. Dom says the trenches. Tights flies his DBs and their wide receivers. Zay says Tights offense, their wide, their defense. Uh, Zay just said everything. Zay just said Tights offense versus the Bucks defense and the Titans defense versus the Bucks offense. So Zay wants to see everything but special teams. Yes. Um, so it looks like, Luke, the most popular answer is the Titans secondary against the Bucks wide receiver. So yeah. Objective number one for you down there is Titans DBs versus Godwin Evans and others uh, of got the Bucks it. receiving core. Yeah, it'll it'll be fun watching that matchup. Um because the Bucks receivers are so good. You forgot um A B too. Oh you're right. <laughs> Antonio <laughs> Brown. A, a future Hall of Famer and Antonio Brown. I think Mike Evans is making a pretty strong Hall of Fame. You think case. Antonio Brown's a future Hall of Famer? Are you kidding? I mean, I never thought about it before. <laughs> he's, he's the his not go look at his numbers, man. They're right, unbelievable. But, but is he falling? Is he hurting himself by being a head case over the last three years? T.O. got in, but T.O. was producing at age thirty-eight. Just look at Antonio Brown. I numbers. know his numbers are crazy, but I mean, I don't think. I don't think you can say he's a Hall of Famer yet. You can't just say he's a future Hall of Famer. He's been very good from 2011 to 2018. So that's eight years. He had seven seasons of 1,100 yards or more. And so, look. That's insanity. The stats are fantastic. In uh, from 14 to 18, in those five years, his touchdowns were 13, 10, 12, 9, and 15. I mean, those are incredible numbers. And he won a Super Bowl. Yeah, I just, man, I just don't know. Um, there's a lot of crazy, there's a lot of extra with Antonio Brown that is a factor in this. I, I don't think it matters. I, I think it matters. His last two years have been an absolute disaster in every sense of the word. And so if he if he has a great season this upcoming year, and let's say he has 800 yards receiving and six touchdowns behind Godwin and Evans and they do well again, now I think he needs to, he needs to resurface. He needs to get back on the right track, in my opinion, uh, after his ridiculousness. I don't know. I think if he retired today, he'd be in. At some point, not necessarily first ballot, but at some point. This is this is a, a rabbit trail, but you're right. Yeah, it, it's a complicated conversation. I feel like. All right, Jeffrey says he's already in. I don't know. A to Z Sports here live on this Tuesday. We still have trivia. We got a long show coming because we are an hour into this thing, and we have ten trivia questions coming up. If you have not played trivia before, we are all on the same team. It's me, Luke, and all of you guys. Uh, on the same team, trying to get these things right. We have two rules in sports trivia. The first rule, zero Googling. The second rule, 
is you cannot phone a friend, text a friend, text a family member, text anybody. The only people you can use are the people that are in the same vicinity as you. If you're in the same room as somebody, you can talk to them about the trivia. Uh, Chris says he missed trivia last week. Got to get a dub today. We'll see what happens because last week was a struggle and I'm the trivia host uh, right now because Zach is in, in Dallas. So it's it's extra on me. So let's get to trivia, our 10 questions. But real quick, I'm going to tell you guys about Calvin and Subtle and CalvinandSubtle.com. Uh, if you're looking for a brand new hardwood floors to upgrade your home, simply go to CalvinandSubtle.com or give them a phone call right there at 615-448-6414. Great quality product with outstanding customer service. Simply CalvinandSubtle.com. I was muted. I don't know why I was muted. If you sign up today for the BetMGM app, use the promo code A to Z Sports, you'll get a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. That's it. Right there at uh, the BetMGM app. Check that out for sure. All right, Luke, let's do it. I've got uh, got to find 10 questions to ask today. Um, So I'm trying to not double these questions up. There was a – here's one that I know that we have not had. Okay. Because I don't know the answer to it. First question, what are the Cincinnati Bengals cheerleaders called? What are the Cincinnati Bengals cheerleaders called? Anybody? Oh, man, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like something clever. Does anyone know? Uh, Any- I, we, I know we have some Ohioans. Ohio, Ohioans? Ohioans? <laughs> Lewis says the Binglets. The Bearcats, says Jeffrey. Kitty cats? The kitty cats, yeah. The Bengals, the Bengals, the Bengals, the Bengals, the Bengals. That's pretty it popular. Sounds like the Bing, the Bengals. I think we're gonna have to go with Bengals. Final A to Z, Austin. Uh, G Man says final answer. W- what did G Man say? I'm trying to find his he, the Bengals. Yeah, so you already locked it in. Final A to Z, the Bengals. Let's see. The answer is the Bengals. We're one All up. Right. All right. I like let's, this start. Let's, go. let's see if I can find the next question. I think we've had these. Can I keep scrolling? In the same year as Spygate, what award did head coach Bill Belichick receive? I, mean, I would guess coach of the year. What Is other it, award would a coach win? I, I don't I don't know, but like uh, sportsman of the year. <laughs> it's not like uh Is the, it, yeah, the the there is a sportsmanship award in the NFL, but it's for players, I think. Yeah, the Walter Payton Payton Man of the Year. No, there's a there's an actual like sportsmanship award. Oh, gotcha. Um, yeah, I, I think Coach of the Year is the only thing that makes sense. Most of the chat agrees with me. Kivo, Tyree, Jerome, Eric. Okay. I think we're gonna lock in Coach of the Year final A to Z. All right, Coach of the Year. The answer is NFL Coach of the Year. Okay, all two right. And up. Two and up. Um, let's see. I don't think we've had this one. I actually think we have. Um, I don't think we have this one. Where is the owner of the Chelsea Football Club from? Where is the owner of the Chelsea Football Club from? Um, I mean, my mind went to London when I heard that. I mean, we, I know we've got soccer fans because we've had soccer things do very well. Uh, we're getting Russia, 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 Russia. Our boy Ian, who's from Scotland, watching the show overseas, knows his stuff when it comes to the pitch. 
Russia. Everyone's saying Russia. And since I don't know, I would think that's what we need to lock in, Austin. All right. Russia, final A to Z. Here yep, we go. Final Let's see what the answer is. The answer is Russia. We're off to 3 0 start. All right. Let's keep it up. All right. Let's see. Um, ooh, I don't know if we've had this one either. This is a. Uh, it's not going to be in Luke's wheelhouse. We're going to have to rely on the chat for this one. <laughs> is it basketball? It is. Who made the game-winning shot when the Knicks upset the Miami Heat in the 1999 playoffs? Who made the game-winning shot when the Knicks upset the Heat in the 1999 playoffs? Yeah, I'm going to need some help on so, this one. I mean, I'm trying to think of Knicks. Uh, Spreewell, I think, was too early at that point. Allen Houston, Sparks. Seen a couple Allen Houston, Jeff, Chris. I think Allen Houston Chris. is a popular answer. Yeah. John Starks. But then Starks. I were seeing Spreewell. I think Starks uh was Starks or Houston or I think Allen Houston does sound correct. Do we just go you, with Allen Houston? You're the expert here. You tell I'm not me. The expert. Uh, <laughs> Let's do Allen Houston and we'll we'll lock it in final A to Z. Allen Houston. That's Allen with it with two A's in Allen. Uh, Allen Houston, the answer. All right, we're four and oh. Four and oh. Oh, I don't think we've had this. Which baseball player was known as the spaceman? Which baseball player was known as the spaceman? I feel like spe- I know this. It was was known is interesting. I I don't know. I mean, it could mean was known during his playing days. Right. Which means he might be retired. That's kind of why I bring that up. Yeah. I was thinking maybe you meant he was dead. Which that... The spaceman. I, I don't know. The chat's very quiet. Very quiet chat. Well, while we're letting some answers pulled in, pour in, I just got an email from Bucks PR giving me some information about practice tomorrow oh, i thought you were talking about buck rising's pr team i was like when did buck get a pr team but that makes sense <laughs> that sounds like something buck would do though yeah, yeah. we'll give we'll give buck a couple more years and see if he's got a pr team at that point all, all right. right so i don't even hear a player francis lee governor lee i mean people are saying bill lee like <laughs> i don't know are uh, we talking about the governor of tennessee i don't know if, i mean bill lee everyone's saying like, bill lee you know bill I, lee is not a like unique name in any reason. Yeah. Billy, Billy Lee, Billy. I think we have to go with that. Did we go Billy Lee? Bill, Billy Lee, as uh, BMO says. All right. Uh, we'll Lock it in. Bill, final we'll A give, to Z. We'll get Billy Lee, a spaceman. Hey, the answer is Billy. All right. <laughs> We're off to a 5 0 start, guys. And he was a pitcher, apparently. All right. Billy Lee, get us to a 5 0 start. We got five more trivia questions coming up real quick. Let me tell you guys about Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness. One 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room because of the science of full-body electronic muscle stimulation. Mandu.com, your first workout's free. It is for everybody, whether you're in shape, out of shape, younger, older. Maybe you can't lift weights like you used to. That's perfect. That means Mandu is for you. Mandu is for everybody. I don't have time to lift weights like I used to, so that's why I go to Mandu once or twice a week and get in all the work I need. Mandu.com, your first workout, is absolutely free. Keeping it rolling here. With trivia on a sports on, on a trivia sports Tuesday, we're five and zero here on this section. 
trying to find a question we have not uh, had yet because I know we've had the Raiders fullback Pro Bowl question. <sighs> How about this? What two brothers? Oh wait, never mind. That's that's way too easy. I, I thought it was played against, but it was coached against the Harbaugh's. That's too easy. Um, let's see. They don't have to be challenging. Well, that was too easy. Some of them are very easy, like which baseball player is known as A-Rod. Like, that's too easy. <laughs> um, so here's something. In swimming, what does the acronym IM stand for? In swimming, what does the acronym IM stand for? Mm. Uh, I don't really. I don't know. I'm not a swimmer. I don't, I don't you're not really, a big Olympic guy. I haven't watched swimming since Phelps was doing Ooh, it. individual medley. That's it. That has to be it. Good answer, guys. The chat is definitely winning this. Let's, <laughs> let's lock it in. Individual medley. Individual medley. Final A to, a to Z, Z. Final A to Z. Individual medley. We're six and oh. Six for six. This is a massive improvement over last week. Yeah. Yeah. We could uh, we could get all the rest of them wrong and it'd still be an improvement over last week. Yeah, I know. Oh man. I got I gotta, I gotta load new questions. Let's see. This is interesting. Who led the Dolphins with over 1,000 yards receiving in 2013? In 2013? Who led the Dolphins with over 1,000 yards receiving in 2013? Um, okay, so just throwing a couple names out there. Devontae Parker, Mike Wallace. I think Mike Wallace. Devon, it was, this was pre-Devontae uh, Parker. Then it would have... Uh, Jar- it was pre-Jarvis Landry. Because Jarvis Landry was in the same draft class as Odell. Yes. Kenny Stills? Was no, Kenny, Kenny St- Stills was a Saint in 2013. Brian Hartline. That's who it was. Are you sure? I it, I don't think it was Mike Wallace. I, I want to say it was Brian Hartline. It's it's between those two. What do we think? Jarvis, or excuse me, Brian Hartline or Mike Wallace? It was not Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall was a Chicago Bear in 2013. And it was not Rashard Matthews either. He never had a thousand yards there. Do you Brian want to go Brian Hartline, Hartline? Is what I'm going to go with. I don't think Mike Wallace ever had a thousand for them. Final A to Z, Brian Hartline. I mean, it's Brian Hartline. All right. Seven and zero. Oh. Seven and zero. Oh. Yeah, Mike Wallace just never sounded right. Like I don't, he wasn't very good with the Dolphins. Yeah. All right. Sorry, this is tough. Um. In soccer, an Olympic goal is a scored shot taken from the blank. Say that one more time. In soccer. An Olympic goal is a scored shot taken from the blank. I have no idea. Uh, in well, soccer, there's only a few locations in soccer. An Olympic goal is a scored shot taken from where? There's the penalty area. There's midfield. People are saying corner. People are saying corner, yeah. and then there's the 18-year yeah. line. There's that's the another box. location is the corner. So 
it's one of those three because there's really only three locations. People are saying corner kick. I think we need to lock in corner kick. You yeah, it's either that. that. It's not the penalty area or, or midfield, so it's corner. Corner area. Uh, yeah, that works. Eight and oh. Eight and oh. This, we're, we're in a groove. Uh, man, these are really – I don't like being the leader of this because I know the answers of some of them, and I don't know how to – Choose which ones I want to ask and which ones I don't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, okay. I mean, uh, we got two more, right? Okay. Yeah. Two more. What year did the United States open? expand from 72 holes from 36 so this is golf what this year? is such a niche question i don't I know. know but i feel like i've been giving softballs like there's a this is just guesswork unless you yeah. just what year did know. they expand to 72 holes from 36 in the u.s open 1984, 1978, 1964. I have a feeling we're not going to get a consensus on. I this think one. it's a lot earlier than this. I think it's. I think it's like 1960, 1979, 1984, 1924. Chris Maybe a little Flint's too early. Why is everybody saying four? Like, you know, 64, 34, 24, 84. Like, what's up with that? I don't know. What, that's. What do you want to guess, Austin? Um, 19, uh, 1938. Let's do it. Finally. Do we want to go plus or minus two years? No, no. I, I like the plus or minus two years. Final A to Z 38. What do we got? 1898. Oh gosh. We weren't close. Yeah, that, Dustin, that was a Dustin. You Googled dude. There's no way you did not. It's like that guy who went on the prices right and like got the price exactly right down to the dollar on this like large prize package. Right, right. All right, I gotta find one more question. Um man, these are this is really tough. Oh, next question, sorry. Got to reload the page. I don't, I don't, I've never seen the show Friday Night Lights. Um, so what sport does Tammy coach on Friday Night Lights? I wouldn't be able to tell you. This is a question this for the a, chat. Yep. What sport does Tammy coach in Friday Night Lights? Is it Friday Night Lights a football movie? It's a it's a movie and TV show. Okay, I've never seen the TV show. Volleyball, cheerleading, football, softball, volleyball, volleyball, cheerleading, and volleyball are, are the two that I have seen the most commonly in the chat. Ryan, did you guess? Ryan says cheerleading and volleyball too. Hmm. So which is it? Well, maybe. Is volleyball is? Are we gonna more, get into is cheerleading a sport? Yeah, conversation? I, was, I was trying to avoid that, <laughs> but I competitive cheerleading is a sport. 
That's yeah. my stance on this. But I again, I don't know the show. All He's, right, I think we say volleyball. Vo- volleyball, final yeah. A to Z. Final A to Z. Answers volleyball. We went okay. nine and one. I'll take it. Nine and one is a lot better than our. F- Did we go five and five last week? Yeah, we were five hundred last Ugh, week. Gross. All right. Well, we got it done. So we did a good job this week. I don't know if the questions were easy or not, but nine and one week. We'll take that. Uh, Zach, I-, I think Zach will be back next Tuesday to lead trivia. I'm not entirely sure of that, uh, but we'll see what happens there. But I know Luke and I will be back tomorrow, That's not right. at eight a.m. We'll be back around noon central time. Noon central time is the is the attempted time for the show tomorrow morning because Luke is going to go to two Titans Bucks practice tomorrow morning. It overlaps with the show time. So Luke will be in Tampa noon or so central time tomorrow. Thanks for watching, guys. We'll see you later on. Thanks.